before we get to our show, I have an ask of you, the listener. If you're new to us, or you've enjoyed us for over the last four plus years and have gotten value out of listening, whether that be a new place to eat or a conversation that you've enjoyed, please consider sending some value our way. If you'd like to send a monetary amount, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal, and we are at Fatterday Omaha, that's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A. We would appreciate it, and 20% of those funds will go to a food-based program or charity and add value to other people's lives. If you don't have funds to spare, we'd appreciate your time and skills in sharing us on social, recommending us to others, liking them, subscribing to the podcast, or maybe you have awesome skills like graphic design, marketing, or anything else. Email us at FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Let's get to our show. You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Fatterday Omaha. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this. I will do an amazing intro. And this is actually me starting my intro right now and saying that this is Dave with Fatterday Omaha. And I am fortunate enough to be sitting in the uh, palatial KIOS uh, studios uh, next to some very... Uh, sweet-looking treats, as a matter of fact, to my left, and an awesome book. And we're going to talk about all this stuff in a minute. But more importantly, I have Elizabeth Pooley sitting with me, and I'm hoping I said your name correctly. And if not, you can throw a donut at me. <laughs> um, owner, operator um, of Squared Donuts. Elizabeth, how are you? I'm good, thank you. This is so cool. I, I appreciate you coordinating, arriving with me uh, here on an evening where uh, Square Donut not open today. Correct. But let's see. I'm going to – this informal poll. Were you at the restaurant? Were you at the bakery at any point today? Oh, yes. I work seven days a week. I figured <laughs> as much. Yes. And that, that is the, one of the things that uh, has been learned time and time again is that, first of all, restaurant people are awesome and bakery people are awesome. Everybody in the food industry. And they take their time out to talk to little old me. <laughs> um, but even when that door is closed and locked and, and, and donuts or whatever are not going out the door, there's always work to be done. So always, always. My, my goodness. My goodness. Yeah. So what – well, first of all, I have to say. I love Square Donut. I'm just going to get that out there. No, I am not being compensated in any way for saying that I love Square Donut. <laughs> Two of my favorite donut places in Omaha are on complete opposite sides of town. So you've got Square Donut out there on 156th and Maple, right? Mm-hmm. And my one of my other favorites is uh, Omaha Classic Olson's Donuts uh, down awesome. off of 10th and Martha. Mm-hmm. And I, I love them both dearly for, for different reasons. One of the things I really enjoy about Square Donut is, well, first of all, presentation's awesome. But I like the fact that the donut itself, you can get a glazed donut and it's not super duper sweet. It's just kind of like the right balance of sweetness. Yes. Um, and there's a, another place in Omaha that's kind of a chain that you go get a, a you know, covered donut or whatever. And it's just like eating this like sugar stack. And there's a time and a place for that. I agree. But uh, <laughs> I, I like the Square Donut approach. But anyway, enough about me and donuts. <laughs> What is going on at Square Donut? <laughs> there's always something going on at Square Donut because there's always something going on in my head. Yes. Um, <laughs> right now, the biggest push is getting ready for Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. Um, got some exciting things happening there. We are also – haven't officially unveiled our hot and iced coffee line, but we're Oh, hello. We're getting, yeah, we're getting trained and we're getting used to the hot specialty drinks, the iced – Latte drinks and hopefully eventually cold brew drinks um, yeah. just to add to our line. 
I got tired of seeing everybody else's cups come in the door. <laughs> sure, sure. And I know so. you had partnered with somebody for a while, so there was always coffee available. So mm-hmm. you're, you're striking out on your own coffee mission now. Yes. In fact, wow. we exclusively use Hardy Coffee yeah. at Square Donut. Um, Love Hardy. And Autumn's been awesome with training us on the next level of the coffee. And we got our espresso machine. And nice. So they're just wonderful, wonderful partners. And um, we're learning from them. And once we perfect that, we'll get that out on social media, and hopefully that'll blow up a little bit. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's super cool. So so for Valentine's Day, and depending on when this airs, it may be either before or after, but one of the things that I always think that's cool about Square Donut is you guys have, like, custom donuts and themed donuts, and I've seen letter donuts, and you can make a donut into a amazing shapes. So f- coming up for Valentine's Day, I'm assuming there's some heart-based donuts or something else happening. Naturally, Excellent. except they're, you know, they're accessorized like I do all my donuts. Um, I try to take it to the top level of what a donut can be, yeah. and it's going to be a heart-shaped donut. It's it's not overly large. It's a regular heart-shaped donut. Yeah. And you'll have about, mm, there's probably 15 choices of fillings you can put that in. And then it'll have the chocolate ganache top with the champagne drizzle. Ooh. And then we uh, top it off with the real edible 24-karat gold flakes. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. It it tastes delicious, but it's gorgeous. So, like, if if you're going to propose to somebody with a donut, like, this is that donut. You you could, you know, big big ring there. That'd be nice. That would be incredible. (laughs) Love that little diamond right in there with the filling and have it pop out right at the little end like a belly button. It'd be great. That's awesome. So, where does your your inspiration come from? You said, you know, that your mind is always working. I, I feel sometimes I'm kind of the same way if I wake up in the morning and, and the mind starts rolling. It really doesn't stop. So it sounds like your your brain may work in a similar fashion. It's exhausting living inside my head. <laughs> it really is. I'm going just, you know, there's there's two speeds for me and my crew knows this. I'm either horizontal and sleeping or I'm, you know, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. But a lot of the inspiration is just, you know, it comes from everywhere. It can come from Something that's, you know, already been out there. I just want to really, you know, make it fantastic. I want to yeah. Elizabethize it. Nice. Ooh, and I like that. That's nice. Sometimes it comes from just things I want to try, things I want to sure. see. Sometimes it comes from friends or my kids that mention something. Um, employees will mention something. And then I'll just take it and, you know, take it through the 10 steps of my stuff. And, and that's kind of where it just comes from everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and it's everywhere. like the you're mentioning the, the heart-shaped donut, and you just, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, there you go. And then, like, oh, and it's a champagne drizzle. Like, it's not like we're just going to put some chocolate ganache on this. It's like, <laughs> wham. It's like, let's step it up a notch there. Yeah, so. I think I, even, like, with my donut of the month now, the creme brulee, which everybody, you know, most people have had creme brulee. Um, sure. But how do you take that donut um, and and make it really, truly, genuinely taste that way without going into a sugar coma. Yeah. So in the R&D, there's a lot of trying to figure out not only presentation and flavor profiles, but, you know, if it gets too sugary, like we're working on February's Donut of the Month, and, you know, the sugar levels are high, so we're in R&D for that. Um, right. 
but yeah, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, probably yeah. why I don't announce those till right up until that day because I am right up to that day. That's awesome. So, so R and D in this case is that raise and donut. Oh, sorry. That's yeah. That's recipe and development. Oh, recipe and development. Yes. Not even research and development. <laughs> no. That's awesome. Recipe that's awesome. Development. Yeah. So, do you do you eat a lot of donuts in this process? You know, and it's how do you funny. Function? <laughs> I, don't, I am not a sugar person. Um, oh. Anybody? Well, you, the employees would tell you when we go into R and D and I have to taste something, the the faces that I make because I, I just can't handle a lot of sugar. Ah, it's very difficult for me. Okay. Um, and I can only max out at a certain number number of samples during that R and D because I'll just get sick. Sure. Um, and that's probably why I like my donuts in general not to be overly sweet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh it's a it's a trial for me. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. kidding. So, so so do the employees help with the the tasting then? And you guys, oh kinda yes, got you. Yeah, okay. like I'll you know generally, and I and I obviously encourage anybody to come up with ideas. Yeah, I will I will try any of their ideas, but I know at the end of the day it has to meet certain requirements. Oh, um, certain flavor profiles. Uh-huh. It has to be able to be you know embellished and accessorized. It has to have that look. It has to have that square donut stamp. I was going to say, yeah, square donuts are not boring. And, and in fact, Elizabeth was so kind. And there are four things sitting next to me on the console. And I will, I, I, I promise, uh, Todd, if you're listening, I will not get frosting on your console. But uh, <laughs> three very different donuts. I have one with sprinkles. I have one with a very nice uh, looped. I'm guessing it's a cream filled because uh, I don't see a hole in the middle. But I'm not sure. Yes. And then is is this one a creme brulee? What is, what is the middle yes, one? Yes, that uh, is our donut of the month, a creme brulee. Awesome. Beautiful topper with uh, three little blueberries on there. It looks like maybe a possibly a sprig of mint. I'm not sure. Yes, correct. Ah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. Cool. Cool. So, yeah, very different in headsets. So, you, so you're making sure that whatever goes out is not a boring donut. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, our typical ones are chocolate, vanilla, strawberry, and maple. They're just topped. Some have sprinkles, some don't. I mean, that's about as plain as you're going to get with our donuts. Yeah. But especially the, the DOM, the Donut of the Month, really needs to be something special. Yeah. It's really just a highlight. So, Dave here. Hope you're enjoying our show with Elizabeth Pooley of Square Donut, located at 15825 Maple. And she's also the author of From Scratch. We had a great conversation around food, family, and people, and I hope you enjoy the rest of our show. That was actually one of my first uh, square donut encounters many, many moons ago. Uh, and I stopped in to get donuts, and I was getting one for my daughter, and you had the Galaxy Donut, yes. which had this like mirror glaze type finish on it. It was gorgeous. It yeah. was awesome. So you're you're always doing fun stuff there. Yeah. So, so yeah. how how did you get into donutry? <laughs> <laughs> well, prior to Square Donut, I had never made a donut in my life. Uh-huh. My daughter went to Auburn University down in Alabama, and she was there obviously for four years. And it was uh-huh. the day I drove down to pack up her things and bring her back to Nebraska after she graduated. And her friend wanted to make us breakfast before we hit the road. And in addition to that, uh, he stopped and brought in some donuts, okay. which kind of surprised me because, like I said, I don't I don't really do sweet things. Yeah. So he opened the box and they were square. So I was fascinated with that. It was right? something different. I don't I don't like normal things. So I was really fascinated with that. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I'll be polite and I'll taste a donut. And it was incredible. Nice. And I ate another one. And I ate another one. And <laughs> I, I don't know if I stopped at three or four, but I couldn't believe it. I Whoa. just couldn't believe it. They were that good. Yeah. 
And I just joked that I, I wish we would have known about this donut shop the four years that my daughter had been down there. You would have we been there weekly. Didn't. Yes. <laughs> I mean, every time I went down, I would have been there, which is probably a good thing I didn't know. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, they were delicious. And he had just said that it was just a local mom and pop shop um, tucked away in this little strip mall and, you know, made note of that and moved on. Yeah. And got back to Nebraska and got uh, my daughter settled in and. He texted me and he said, by the way, the donut shop's for sale. And to preface this, I was looking for another business to get into at the time. Okay. So, um, and he knew that things were kind of on my radar. And I kind of, I just laughed. I, I know the restaurant business. I've yeah. been in the restaurant business since I was 14. I was going to say that was going to be part of my, you were already oh, getting to what gosh. I was going to ask you about was the background. So carry I, on. I don't want to get into, I don't like mornings. <laughs> I know that scratch donuts are very labor intensive. I mean, I really yeah. wanted nothing to do with that. Yeah. And I shrugged it off and, you know, went down that path of, you know, looking at some other options of things I wanted to do. And this just kept coming back. And then he texted me, her friend texted me with this guy's number. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, and I put it off. And then eventually I called him. Yeah. And I just said, I heard you're selling your donut shop. Why? You know, things like right, that. Sure. And, and, um, <laughs> if it's making a lot of money, why do you want to sell it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we got to talking and I ended up flying back down to Auburn and uh, speaking with him and touring his shop. Yeah. Asked a lot of questions and we visited a little bit and that turned into several more visits. And um, I ended up deciding to make a long story short that I wasn't going to move to Alabama to own a business, sure. Um, that I'd have to bring it up here. This is where I live. This is where I want to do my business. Yeah. And so I just bought his equipment and his recipes. Got you. Okay. And he, within a month, I, I learned in three visits how to make donuts. Oh my gosh. Between my iPhone and an iPad and recording and notes, literally had three visits to learn how to make these donuts. Wow. And you had never made a donut never. Like prior. Never. Wow. Never. And never in never in this industry. Wow. I've never been in that part of the yeah. bakery Got you. industry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so I was pretty nervous, but bought it. He um, packed everything in a couple trucks. It got delivered up here, and I shoved him in a storage unit. Everything was in a storage unit. Oh my goodness. And then the process had to start. Yeah. Because I was already in. Wow. So I just started. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. And and what just real quick without going too deep and, and causing any uh, PTSD or anything else, <laughs> what what areas of the restaurant industry had you worked in prior or what, what had you done? Uh, mostly waiting tables. Got it you. was okay. you know, in all the different the fine dining, the quick serve, um yeah. you know, the franchises, the small business, all of it waiting yeah. tables and seeing the managers and the owners and just staffing and yeah. success and unsuccessful and, you know, <laughs> sure. seeing everything from the good, bad and the ugly. Got you. Yeah. So. And definitely the wide, wide variety of things, depending yes. on when and, and where and those things. So and and what pivoted from, you know, waiting tables and things to sparking your entrepreneurial spirit of like, I'm going to open a business. <laughs> I've always I've always had my own businesses. Oh, um, cool. I started, I always say I started my first business was at 11 when I was breeding hamsters to earn money nice. by, by my basketball shoes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We weren't, you know, we didn't have a lot of money and those, yeah. were, those were luxuries. So, sure. and then I moved on and I had a plant maintenance company okay. and um, kind of just moved from there and, and had a pumpkin patch and 
started to do a coffee shop and now Square Donut. Um, yeah. But entrepreneurship has always been in me. Um, I do go into a little bit of that in my book, you know, the beginnings of that and how it started. And honestly, I've just never been good at nine to five. Sure. I sure. just can't. I, I just can't sit. I, I, I do things what I have found in an office environment faster, you know, something that may take somebody five hours, I'm done in an hour because I want to go home. Got you. <laughs> so I can't sit in an office job. Um, I didn't mind waiting tables, but I think I was more intrigued with how they were running the businesses. Oh, okay. And I watched managers and owners and I watched reactions between the employees yeah. and the leadership. And it just was always there. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think I'd own a restaurant per se. Okay. Um, but it was such a second skin yeah. that I, I maybe think sometimes looking back at purchasing the recipes for Square Donut, I was in my wheelhouse somewhere along the way. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I'm creative. I'm good at marketing, branding. I Surely I can figure this out. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. That's fantastic. So yeah. I, I'm interested also because of, of other activities that I do, because this isn't the only thing that I do, but that, that'd be cool if it was. Anyway. <laughs> hey, it's Dave here. Today we have Elizabeth Pooley on the show, owner of Square Donut and author of From Scratch. We're talking food. We're talking donuts. And we're talking a brief break. We'll be right back. Quick break and a note that if you'd like to support our show, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal with the handle at Fatterday Omaha. That's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y-O-M-A-H-A. And if money isn't the thing, but you have talents or time you can lend our way, just shoot us an email at FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com or share and interact with us on social and help us grow. Back to the show. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and today we are talking with Elizabeth Pooley of Square Donut and author of From Scratch. Our conversation circles around squares, business, and I think maybe we could co-author a management book after this one. You can find Square Donut at 15825 Maple Road, and you can find our conversation right now on Fatterday Omaha. As far as you're, you're mentioning watching managers and things like that, so from, from a leadership perspective, since you, you own your business and you, you have a team, and like, what are some aspects of, of leading your team or, or running your business that are, are distinctly you or at your core value set, I guess, if you're looking for, for those type of things? Like- I, you know, not just in my leadership and owning business, but at everything I really do live by treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. You know, I've seen how people get treated in the restaurant industry. Well, just in life, you know, sure. we, we've seen that, you know, people pull rank. They get passive aggressive. We, we've seen all the attitude that goes with things. Right. And I just genuinely care for people. And I care a lot about where people are going, whether my employees stay with me or leave me. To me, that's not really what's important to me. It's important to are they growing? Are they learning from me as a person? Yeah. You know, when they leave me, what are they going to remember Elizabeth by? You yeah. know, bad feelings? No. You know, did they teach? What did I learn something from her? Ultimately, in life and in leadership, I think that's the goal. I love that. And to make sure that, you know, you really lift people up, build them up, find their strengths. We don't all have the same strengths. Agreed. Um, we don't have the same weaknesses. Um, so we we just need to build each other up. I, I love that so much because that's, you know, my uh, there's a book out there, John Maxwell, Five Levels of Leadership. 
And the first level of leadership that he defines in the book is, like you said, rank. Doesn't really mean a whole lot. I've got a title. Yes, theoretically, I could boss you around because, right, but that's that's not a good you know, basis for leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second level of leadership is actually getting to know people as people, mm-hmm. you know. So you're making a personal connection. Do you understand, you know, that people have families and what do they do outside of work and, and that kind of thing? And the third level of leadership is showing that you can uh, produce <clears throat> and that you can do things and make things happen. And then the fourth level is actually growing leaders, that's where I, I see that that spark there in, in your eyes there too of of helping teach and grow and nurture and foster those those strengths. The fifth level is is the hardest one to achieve, but it's training leaders who train leaders. Yes, um, that's kind of way up there somewhere. But I, I love your approach that you're okay if the employee learns something and and leaves the the nest or the donut so to speak, but gains those skills along their way because th- those are likely the people that are going to call you five years later and say, hey, Elizabeth, look, look, I'm doing this now. Thank you so much for what you taught me. And that, that sounds like it's very gratifying to you to, to help them grow. It really, really is. It, you know, I've had people in, you know, in my journey that have left major impressions with me. And of those people, none of them pulled rank. None of them were, you know, had that ego, yeah. so to speak. And I've learned the hard way that sometimes you you don't always hire people that come with experience. Sure. Like my current head baker now, I mean, he was very green. He's never done this. And, you know, the baking he did was with his grandma. And I thought, this is perfect. You know, this is my background. Yeah. I can train this stuff. You know, I can't right. train personalities. Right. But I can train skills and I can try and groom them in the essence of leadership and, you know, compassion and understanding and authority. Right, so. right. You know, as we're talking now, we have a holiday coming up and you have to be able to lead your team through slow times and, you know, double time. Yes. <laughs> and those things. And Square Donut has weathered the pandemic and all of these other things. So you've got a lot of ups and downs to deal with through your business. Yeah, this one has been exceptionally, I would say out of all my businesses, this is hands down been the most challenging. Yeah. I don't know if I can say this, but it's really pissed me off the most. <laughs> I, I think we can get that in there, yeah. <laughs> the reason is because, you know, when, when you just keep getting knocked down and you keep getting faced with adversity, I mean, I just come up punching. There's no way I'm going to quit Yeah. unless, you know, there's something that is out of my control. Sure. Obviously, but there's just not an option. You just have to keep going. As we're having this conversation, one of the things you and I kind of talked about beforehand is the current ridiculous price of eggs, Yes, which I'm assuming is affecting you. So yes. how is Square Donut dealing with that? We we recently lost a, uh, a bakery near and dear to my heart, Baked After Dark is closing. Yes. They're, they're wonderful cinnamon rolls. And Sammy and Alex and Stacy there, hello if you're listening to this. I, we, you know, I've talked to them many times. And uh, so how, how's Square Donut weathering this this time as an, yet another commodity or thing changes price again? Yeah, my heart goes out to Stacy and her family. They've been through a lot, too. They have. Um, as some people know, but yeah. that just breaks my heart. I think overall, there's not one small business owner that doesn't at some point either take something personally or lose sleep over decisions that they have to make that are going to affect their customers. Yeah. And this was no different. My son will tell you that I was really 
scared to raise my prices. I didn't want to. Sure. Um, but it also comes down to if I don't raise my prices, I have to close my doors. Yeah, and then no one gets donuts. And no one gets donuts. And so it is very difficult. It's not something we take lightly. Sure. Um, and it's not off the cuff. There are, you know, there's numbers and there's data that back that up. And, right. you know, we have to maintain our margins to give our employees a livable wage. Right. And their lifestyle has to be, you know, comfortable enough. Well, we want them to come in happy. Um, right. If they're happy, you come in as a customer. That happiness is, you know, it spreads. Absolutely. It all starts right there, you know, with the yeah. business costs. And it just boiled down to, you know, I hate to do this, but I got to rip the Band-Aid off. I had to raise my prices and it hurt. Yeah. And, and yeah, we're seeing trickle down from that. I mean, I get it. I'm there right with them. Right. That's just what you have to do. Yeah. It's either that or close. So we're, we understand we're hoping to make some more deals, um, offer some more incentives, some more rewards to, to make that hit a little easier. Sure. I will not um, sacrifice quality. Absolutely. I'm not going to do it. I know there's people who do that. I just can't do it. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, because, I mean, when when the product is quality and the consistency has to be there so that if I got a square donut – you know, four months ago and I get one today, hopefully they taste the same because that's what I'm I'm looking for. Yes. You know, and, and food, I mean, you know, smell and taste are, you know, definitely can bring you back to a whole nother time and, and place. Yeah. Block 16 had a pretty long post about, hey, we have to raise prices too and here's why. I, I think, I hope that a lot of Omaha um, and surrounding areas have been pretty receptive to those things because they understand. I mean, they see mm-hmm. those things going on and you had mentioned earlier, you know, when you were waiting tables and things like that, and um, that, you know, you, you're looking at an environment that sometimes doesn't always treat its employees very well, which has been a, a very large problem. I think the pandemic, that experience really put a, a microscope lens on that for a lot of people. I, I think there's been some good things to come out of that, of people are talking more about things like health insurance or, you know, like you said, a good living wage and mm-hmm. things like that. So you want to keep your employees happy so that the the food that comes out is baked with happiness and love from those employees, right? Truly, so, truly. And, yeah. and it, you know, it's, 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 it's so evident in your staff. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. they're happy at their job. I'm not saying this is going to be their job for life. Sure. But when they're coming in and they're clocking in, you know, if they're happy, it really does spread. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of our customers, if, you know, if anybody listens to this, that as a customer will will know when they walk in, our happiness level is just way high at Square Donut. I would agree. We're yes. very chipper and cheery and yeah. we kind of leave our problems at the door. We try to. Sure. And I always teach my front front end workers, you know, they're, they are my front line. They're my face when I'm not there. It is absolutely critical. Customer service is critical to me for me to teach them that every single person that you see that opens that door, you don't know what they just dealt with before they come in. Well said. If they're not happy, if they're grumpy, if they're not the you know greatest person in the world, yeah. you don't know. They could have just gotten a horrible phone call. Right. Um, they could be dealing with things that would make our lives look you know like we're queens and kings. Right. And because we don't know that, we can't judge them. Um, we got to yes. treat them when they come in for the few minutes that they're in there. Are we kind? Are, is the place filled with love? Are we doing everything we can for them? I mean, yeah. obviously we can't make everybody happy, but we try. Hope you're enjoying our show with Elizabeth Pooley of Square Donut. 
located at 15825 Maple. She's also the author of From Scratch. I hope you enjoy the rest of our show. So yeah. Elizabeth and I are going to teach a, a management class today. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> um, no, I, I love what you said there. And we I've talked about this on the show a couple of times. But there's there's a phrase out there about um, assuming positive intent. Like you said, when somebody comes in and they're grumpy, you don't you don't know if they picked up a nail and, you know, and they rolled into the parking spot with a, a flat tire because, you know, out on Maple Street, some pickup truck dumped a bunch of stuff or who knows or you know maybe they maybe they've only got you know however much money for a coffee and a donut and that's their splurge for the week or something like that or you know like you said they got a bad phone call or they're just having a bad day or anticipating a bad day and they want a little nice sweet pick me up in the morning or something right even if they don't know it yeah we're we're gonna give it to them so that when they leave you know, we've done our part. We've yeah. spread that human kindness. Absolutely. So. And, and what's so interesting about that is that that, that ripple effect or, or I think, you know, trickle effect, as you said, you know, if you started, maybe somebody came in and they weren't the happiest and they left and they became happier, then maybe when they get to work, that might flow around and down a little bit, too. So and you have to trust that we're not going to see that. And we have to just right. trust that. That could be a thing and that we affected somebody's day. Yeah. You just have to believe it. I love it. Yeah. I love that so much. This is inspirational <laughs> donut talk. This is good. And, and speaking of this, I, I, I did not expect you to bring a copy of your book, but I, I have it here. This is so cool. And and it matches very nicely with the uh, sprinkle donut that I have next to me, <laughs> the, the pink sprink donut over here. Um, but it's called From Scratch. Create Recipe for Happiness and Success in Your Business by Elizabeth Pooley, founder of Square Donut. So what what made you decide to write a book? You're an author. <laughs> Tell me about I this. I am an author. I wrote a book. I've always wanted to write a book. Yeah. I did not foresee this type of book being my first book. Uh-huh. Um, I, I ultimately wanted to write children's books uh, and, some, and some other things and some memoirs. But this opportunity presented itself through um, a couple of friends of mine. Uh, I don't know if you've met Carol Sprunk with Clout Coffee. No, huh? And her editor, Kathy Rigg. Okay. And we went to – we were at Clout Coffee uh, celebrating one of her anniversaries. And unbeknownst to me, her editor, Kathy, said, you know, hey, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I'm like, yeah, I have. And then it just kind of rolled from there. Yeah. And Kathy happened to be a former customer from Pooley's Pumpkin Patch when I had Pooley's Pumpkin oh, Patch. Oh, cool. Okay. And she whipped out a picture of her kids on the tire swing at my farm. What? And so all of this rolled into, Elizabeth, you should really write a, you know, a book. And yeah. that's what it came to be. And when I decided to write this book, I knew it was going to be a quick read. Because I need to, if I really want to get my message across, especially on a topic like this, that's, you know, it's nonfiction. Sure. Um, it potentially could, you know, to some people may not be that interesting in business, but it's a quick read so that I can have people finish the book. Sure. I want them to gain the experience that I've learned um, and know the story of Square Donut. Yeah. There was a lot of adversity Um from March twenty, yeah, I mean a <laughs> lot of adversity, and and in comparison, I know there's others who have been through far more than I have, but this was my story, yeah, and this is how it came to be. 
That's awesome. So I, I am I like super excited to read this. Just so you know, I I tend my my book reading uh, usually it's probably something sci-fi, a management book or a business book, and then a food book. But in this case, I get to combine two things. I've I've got food and business all together, and I I'm really excited about this. So, um, and it's it's funny inadvertently we sort of have talked to the about the back cover because I'm just flipping this over now here in front of the microphone. But motivation, opportunity, determination, leadership grace, self-care, optimism, and wisdom. And we are, we are discussing many of those things on this conversation. So yes. that's very, very cool. Yeah. Now, so if, if somebody wants to, to pick up a copy of this lovely book, where can they obtain this so that they may read From Scratch by <laughs> Elizabeth Fu? Well, we have copies in the store. Ooh, we have excellent. the uh, soft copy or the hard copy, the jacket copy, uh-huh. or they can go to Amazon.com. And we also have it in the ebook as well. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So you can, in fact, get a book of donut and coffee all in one location. Yes, absolutely. And we have the perfect spot for you to sit and read it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> that's fantastic. And and so before we continue on with some other things, we, we probably should address the elephant in the room when, and then a question that I did not prepare you for. But that is, not all your donuts are square, are they? No. All right, so so what's the yeah, deal, Elizabeth? That's the Come sad on. part. What's so going that's on my here? next business. Okay, um, <laughs> <laughs> we our cake donuts are round. So for those that don't know, cake donuts are a batter, just like mm-hmm. a cake batter. And when you put those in what we call the hopper, and you crank the crank to drop them in the oil, they're not square. They they are in a round. They don't make anything square. Uh, so that's why they are round. They're a batter. Our yeast donuts are dough, mm-hmm. much like when you cut out cookies, you can cut out dough, and it can maintain its shape. So cake donuts cannot maintain their shape because they're a batter, and I would love it if there's any engineers out there to fabricate me an adapter to make me a square cake donut. That would be <laughs> that would be awesome. That yes, would be awesome. that would be amazing. Now, did the, the cake donut recipe, did that come from the same shop that had the original square donut? So I'm glad you asked. So I bought all these recipes yeah. from him. And when I went into my own R&D, I actually only kept his original glazed donut recipe. Oh. Everything else that you see at Square Donut, uh-huh. I would say, you know, let me think about that. Yeah, everything from Square Donut has been changed in one way or another, some form or fashion, yeah. and really put my spin on it. So his original glaze and his glaze recipe um, are very near and dear to my heart. And sure. That's what I fell in love with. Yeah. And um, But everything else is basically Square Donut. That's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, cool. See, I, I did not know that. I was just wondering that. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. But the, but the round ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get asked that a lot. That's super cool. So, That's super cool. The kids are really confused. Yeah, right. When they come in. <laughs> They're coming like, wait a minute. The sign says square donut. Right. So, so you could probably teach some interesting math classes with, with all the donuts. Yeah. That'd be cool. It's time to head to a break. Just enough time to take a bite of a donut and a shot of 2% milk, or maybe some almond milk. And then we'll be right back with Elizabeth Pooley of Square Donut. So hang on to your fork. Wait, who eats donuts with a fork? Oh, okay. Maybe I have. Last stop before the end of the show. If you've got value in your life from our show, be that entertainment, information, or maybe just a laugh, please consider sending value our way via Venmo or PayPal with at Fatterday Omaha. That's F-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y. O-M-A-H-A, and 20% of monetary contributions will go to a food-based program or charity. Truly, thank you for listening and all your support. 
Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and today we are talking with Elizabeth Pooley of Square Donut, an author of From Scratch. Our conversation circles around squares, business, and I think maybe we could co-author a management book after this one. You can find Square Donut at 15825 Maple Road, and you can find our conversation right now on Fatterday Omaha. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, a little bit about is is food memory. So I think you had mentioned possibly baking with your grandmother and some mm-hmm. other things there too. But um, where where I love the conversation on this show is, you know, quite often we talk about food and it kind of leads to good memories and, and thoughts and feelings and things like that. And we even got into management and staff development today. <laughs> but I, I guess through, throughout your life, are there any like food memories that, that really have stuck with you or in, inspire you? I, I often give the example of my grandmother's cinnamon rolls um, and we'd go travel and visit her. She lived outside in this little, little tiny itty bitty town in Kansas. And I'd go eat cinnamon rolls and play dominoes with my grandfather Um, and my dad actually uh, sent me a picture Um, it's been a couple months but I think I might have been Ooh, maybe seven years old or something like that. I'm not even sure if my my brother was around yet. And it's me sitting at the table playing dominoes with them in this little house. And yeah, exactly. I oh. I, I, I look. I'm like, oh, first of all, like <laughs> I was that small, and like just it's just so funny because I can I can remember um, used to keep score with a mechanical pencil on index cards and all this other stuff. But enough about me. <laughs> I like hearing your stories. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, that and, and beer rocks. She made really good beer rocks. But um, but anyway, but yeah, Elizabeth, what what about you? What are some good food memories and, and things that kind of stick with you? You know, fortunately and unfortunately, all my memories with food are great. I love food. We're best awesome. friends. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, and I think just you know, unofficially, I'm a food critic. Just my palate is. I like to yeah. think that my palate is you know way up there, but. A lot of my good memories come from my beloved grandmother. She was Czechoslovakian. Awesome. She she died at 105, so she lived a long life. Wow. And she was the sweetest woman in the world. I don't know how she never lost her temper. <laughs> um, I regard her as a saint, but um, most of my experience came from her. I yeah. mean, my mom cooked, of course, but... I was a latchkey kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there were a lot of fast prepared meals, you know, you at, in the home. So when, whenever I was with my grandma, which was quite a lot, just making her sour chicken dumpling soup, her kolaches, everything she made was just, it, well, it was delicious. Yeah. And everything was from scratch. And she was so patient. So, you know, you got this kid, like you were saying, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Yeah. We know that we can be irritating when we're that age. But they're just so patient. They don't yeah. care if you spill something. They don't care. You know, they're grandparents. <laughs> they're just they're happier. They're spending time exactly. with Exactly. So I think some of that patience um, helps you, you know, feel comfortable and relaxed enough to make those mistakes and and cook those things. And the food was delicious. And I loved hearing the stories behind her recipes. Yeah. Um, that was my biggest influence. Um my really young age, uh, when my grandparents lived on the farm, she taught me how to milk the cows. Nice. And, um, you know, there's a, a part in that book about churning butter. She didn't churn butter when I was young, but we had had a conversation about it, and, and I was fascinated with it. So she had shown me how to churn butter. She actually showed me how to do it. They they didn't do it regularly. But, sure. But it was fascinating. I mean, that's just knowledge. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. It was wonderful. So so I also have a little bit of uh Czech in my background. 
And so you said kolaches. Oh, yeah. So I, I, I have to ask because so I'll tell you about my grandmother's. So she made kolachkis, a little, little different. So mm. the way that she did them, they are a cream cheese dough, and it's almost a cookie. So it's a very soft it's it's I know you can't see this on the microphone out there, but that's okay. Elizabeth and I are talking. Um, so I'm gonna say maybe maybe a quarter inch high, about that high. And it's a very uh, almost flaky dough and a little bit of powdered sugar and then with jelly in the middle, just like oh, yeah. a, a collage. So um, and I, I I could just eat them all day. You know, she did like a, a raspberry and apricot, my grandfather's favorite poppy seed. Um, and so, yeah. So tell me about about your grandmothers. Are they, they flatter, more raised? What what were they like? You know, they're 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 tr- they're very traditional. They yeah. weren't. You know, I don't know really in Omaha who to compare them. Well, I do actually. The Sixth Street Kolachi lady. Oh, the I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know her name. She is from Bennington. Okay, she works out of her house. Uh huh. They were the closest thing to my grandmother's kolaches that I've ever had. Oh my god, I, I was almost in tears. <laughs> they were so good. Wow. Um, and not like anything like chains that are out there that, you know, for you know whatever reason, yeah, aren't chain, traditional. Yeah, the the chain that's in town, I don't understand that exactly. I mean, that's the, not from from our background. Not, no, that is not what I anywhere. would call a kolache. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, she, she what I call the traditional kolache. Yeah. Did obviously everything from scratch, and yes, we called it moon seed, even though it was poppy seed. Oh, cool. And that was my favorite. Yeah. And then the prune and the apricot. Oh and yeah. She'd do a little bit of the cream cheese underneath the apricot okay. and they are they were just a staple. I mean they were instead of the cookies you had kolaches and they were yeah. at every event, every function, every family get together. And thankfully to this day my cousin has continued that tradition and at our Thanksgiving we have to rent a hall. Our family's so big. Nice. And they're they're there. The kolaches are there. And it's okay. really hard not to just dump them in all in my purse. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, really I, I am with you and I, I don't own a purse, but I'm about to I, I would buy one or bring a duffel or something because yes, yeah, the same thing. Th- thankfully my my aunt um, has kind of carried down that tradition. My my grandmother is passed. And uh, we were at Christmas here, you know, a little, little bit ago here. And there they were, all the different flavors and things. And you're right. I just kind of want to take a bag, take the tray, and just kind of tip it. Just yeah. let them all go. They're so good. Yeah. I don't – I just – and I can't stop eating them. It doesn't matter if you're full. Right. And I think like what you said, it goes back to it's a memory. Oh, yeah. It's a feeling. And all of that is connected – you know, my cousin makes my grandma's kolaches better than anybody, I think. And then I make her sour chicken dumpling soup better than anybody. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's everybody just gets their little touch. Now, I, I, I don't want to get into family secrets that you don't want to disclose, but I've never had. T- tell me about this soup as, oh as much as you're willing to yes, divulge. No, there's no secrets. Um, you know. I don't know about you, but in our family with the Czechs, vinegar is always the secret ingredient. Gotcha. We could drink vinegar. It's (laughs) so good. Um, But vinegar is the secret ingredient in sour chicken dumpling. And you basically just, you you put the chicken in there and you boil that whole thing down. Yeah, yeah. You're you're starting from scratch there, too. And then you add your cream Uh and all your seasonings and your veggies. and, And then you add your vinegar and, you know, you just simmer that and the whole thing just comes together and it's... It is broth. Uh-huh. It's a broth, but it's a cream broth. Got you. It's not thick, and it's not 
real thin like a vegetable soup. Gotcha. And then you've got the real chicken in there that cooked right in there. So you made your own stock. That's the best. That's the best. So, so do, you, do you like whole chicken in the pot type situation? or I cut it up. I uh-huh. cut up the whole chicken. Yeah. Well, you can leave the chicken whole too because it'll fall apart. Right. I do take out the skin because okay. I only eat fried chicken skin. <laughs> no, there's nothing, nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you just, yeah, you simmer that down so that the bones and everything are in there and you get that stock. Yeah. Um, that real good stock and the chicken falls off and you remove the bones and that's when you start adding everything else and it's it is so comforting. That's awesome. It's do like you, therapy. Do you do you do you skim the top of the the stock as you make it or you just leave it all? I don't. Like, I leave it all leave in there. Leave it all in there. Yeah, the goods, the num nums. Dave here. Hope you're enjoying our show with Elizabeth Pooley of Square Donut, located at one five eight two five Maple, and she's also the author of From Scratch. We had a great conversation around food, family, and people, and I hope you enjoy the rest of our show. I got to check on the dumplings. Uh, oh, that was that was an yeah. unintended pun, by the way. Are are they the like larger? So my grandmother's would be more of a, um, uh, a tennis ball, like a big, dump, yes. like a big hearty dumpling. Yes. Okay. No little dumplings. No little dumplings. Just nice big fluffy fat ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Just a cooked complete... right in the broth. Yes. Yes. And then if you have to make more, you take those out and you still cook the other ones in the broth. That's perfect. So, uh, delicious. That sounds really, really I'm good starving. right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know if either one of us have had dinner. I have not yet, and I've got three square donuts sitting next to me, and now we're talking about chicken and dumplings and kolach, and, and that's Oh, it's fantastic. so good. That's fantastic. If square donut ever makes a, a kolachi, um, you, you need to, like, message me or something. I absolutely uh, I, will. I, I will be there. So. That's awesome. Well, so, since you said that uh, also you, you like food and you and you feel you have a good palate, et cetera, when you're not eating eating donuts at Square Donuts, uh, where do you like to eat around town? What are, what are some places that Elizabeth goes to? You know, it's interesting raising my kids, kind of being a stay-at-home mom, everything was from scratch. Sure. So didn't go out to eat a lot. I mean, we did, but we didn't go out to eat a lot. And yeah. obviously now, you know, middle age, kids grown up, eating out a lot, yeah. especially with my kids. Yeah. Um, I, it just kind of depends on what I'm in the mood for. And, sure. my, you know, I love all different genres of food. Um, we love Yoshitomo. Oh, yes. Um, and Koji, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, great steaks um, in Omaha. There's a lot of great steakhouses. Um, there's the old school Farmer Browns. Yeah. You know, yeah. you have the upper you have the upper echelon, Flemings and Mahogany. Sure, sure. And they're all delicious. Um, I like dives. I like cafes. Nice. Like Joe's Cafe. Yeah. You can go hide out and you can just drink your coffee. and Right. <laughs> um but yeah, there's so many. My son and I, it's funny. Every time we we obviously follow Omaha food lovers a lot. Sure. Lots of good and info there. Whenever we see something new, we're tagging each other in it. Or if we haven't been able to make some place that we've said we have a list in our phones of all the places we're gonna try. Yes. And as we try them, we just cross them off the list. But it's yeah, we're just obsessed. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. That's very very cool. Yeah. So I I so I have been to Yoshitomo a couple mm-hmm. times. Uh, Dave Utterback just doing amazing things. Yeah. There. I haven't made it to Koji yet. So did you, I? I'm assuming did you get the yakitori or like what? Do you remember what you got there? You know what's funny, Dave? My son he'll he'll laugh at me when he hears this. I always have to ask him. You know what is this and how do you say it and what what is it? Yeah. And if I don't have him with me, I can't I can't. I don't know. I have these chicken things, and they're good. And gotcha. you know I, mean? <laughs> I showed up. I ordered. It was delicious. I had Jack explain everything to me, and I then I it. ordered. And uh, there is not one thing on that menu. And we've tried 
almost everything that is not delicious. Yeah. Oh, and awesome. yeah, and like Blue and Fly, our favorite Chinese oh, restaurant, yeah. hands down, favorite Chinese restaurant. Yeah. We're yeah, we're just food snobs. That's cool. And yeah. I, I, I was, uh, well, you had mentioned Omaha Food Lovers. I was watching on there and found out that Blue and Fly does uh, these really beautiful cakes. Yeah, I had no idea. Me. We didn't know either. Yeah. We were like, what? Yeah. Where'd that come from? And that's such a neat location, too, because they have kind of the more traditional Chinese menu. Like, if you want the American yes. favorites, you know, they have those. But if you want something that's, a, you know, considered a little more traditional, they have that, too. Yes. And I, I love that. I love that approach that you can do both. But, you know, our town yeah. has so many cool places to go. Omaha to. is really a food hub. Yeah. And, and, and and I'm I'm very proud of that. You know, Absolutely. we have a lot, and like my son, he loves soup dumplings, and he uh, for a brief time went to NYU in Shanghai. Oh, cool! So he firsthand got to taste, you know, the real Chinese food. Yeah. So when he came back, he's been educating me ever since. That's that is <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That is fantastic. I have a, a friend of mine uh, from Malaysia, and he's he's like, you need to come over here. Because, he's like, you need to come and visit me sometime in Malaysia because the fried chicken is just different here. And this, <sighs> I'm like, I want it all, please. <laughs> and and that's what I love, you know, like especially at um, at work um, if we do like a potluck or something like that. Um, thankfully for many of my teams that I've been on throughout my my career, the non-food section of things, um, had a very wonderful, diverse group of folks. And there's nothing like it when you get somebody that brings in the recipe that they make at home or mom made or whatever. Yeah. Um, in fact, I had... Um, a friend of mine from Cameroon. And uh, so we decided we were both going to make jollof rice. Ooh. And so she brought in rice, how how she would make it. And uh, I, I made an attempt at trying to make a, a good one. And it was, it was so cool because I got to try hers. And then she's like, she's like, I don't know how you got this much flavor in here. Like, this is something like my mom would make. And then it, that, that just kind of warmed my heart. It's like, Wow, I I did you proud here. Yeah. You know, it's like this is cool. So I just love how food is its own language of connection. Absolutely, and it's just so cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Love so, I love the culture, uh, yeah. the different cultures of food we have here. Absolutely, love it. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, you can get. Uh, we, you know, we've got uh, Elise uh, Iles, uh, Chinchoron that opened up. Um, so, you know, you can get different areas of Mexico and South America and. Yeah. Uh, Indian food. I mean, you've got um, Kanara. Oh, yeah. So he's from Kar- the Kerala region <laughs> of India. And you've got just, it's just fun. It's it just is fun. great. So yes. And, there. you know, I know that, you know, through that whole pandemic, you know, it was really neat to see people really, I don't know, there was there was definitely a page turner on going local. Yeah, there's COVID so much really support. opened that, that door of support for small business. Um, yeah in restaurants and and really that support. Yeah, so much respect to to yourself and all the other business owners that were able to pivot and kind of, I mean, there were people setting up online ordering websites, curbside. Um, I I just, you know, I interviewed uh, two of the folks from Modern Love kind of recently, and they were doing like a, you know, right at the beginning, like a contactless delivery, but just all the things that everybody had to do to keep their businesses going, make things happen. And one of the things that I am so thankful for is in that really crazy wild time, one of the little bastions of sanity were restaurants and bakeries and places that it was like, I can still get mm-hmm. a donut or a sandwich or a burger or Chinese food or Indian food or whatever. And like, there's a little spot of 
this is okay. This is a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I think so it brought amazing. comfort where we were all searching for some comfort. And like you said, yeah. some sanity, some normality. It's just... Absolutely. It really was, yeah. Pretty wild. Yeah. Pretty wild. And then, of course, you know, uh, the uh, as we were talking about towards the beginning, the financial situation and things like that, things are still all up and down all oh, over yeah. the place. And the labor market is really challenging to find people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Oh, my goodness. So... I hope it all shakes out. I, I think so. And, you know, it, you... I, I can tell... You are you are driven, um, and I love the fact that you know, like you said, you're kind of running at high speed all the time. Um, but uh, with that, you know, goal on quality and growing your staff and all of those things. So, yes, you're running at that high speed with all of these noble goals of delivering good things and achieving, you know, what you need to achieve. And you've over overcome these speed bumps and challenges and things. And even starting with you never made a donut before and you're, now you're making <laughs> awesome donuts. So that's very, very cool. Yeah. So before we kind of kind of close her down here. Um, Elizabeth Pooley, anything else that you would like to get out there for the listeners about local food, square donut, um, anything in general? Nothing in particular. Our, you know, our Valentine's Day donut coming up, our new coffee line coming out. And, um, you know, there's there's another business concept coming down the pipeline. I don't know if it's going to be a year or two or maybe sooner if we're lucky. Okay. Um, Definitely will be a fun, fun concept still in food. Nice. Um, so I'm excited about that. And uh, no, just keep plugging away at Square Donut and trying to make people happy. Perfect. And so right now, and I would I would tell listeners when you listen to this, always check uh, social media and websites for hours and things like that. But currently, as we are speaking, where can I find Square Donut and what are your hours right at this exact moment? I'm time? really glad you brought that up because that was something I wanted to say in small business post-COVID you know, us small business owners, um, we you really do need to check social media for the hours because yeah. we make judgment calls and it's just not run like it typically used to be back in the day. Right. Sometimes daily you have yeah. to do those things. Yeah. So you can find us on all platforms of social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, website is squaredonutomaha.com. Um yeah, we're at 156th and Maple area, 158.25 West Maple to be exact. Perfect. And we're sandwiched between La Mesa and Boss Studios. And uh, yeah. Excellent. So, and we're Tuesday through Sunday, 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. unless we sell out sooner. Got you. Got yeah. you. Like any like a good barbecue spot. If they're 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 when they're done, they're done. So that's fantastic. And we're scratch, so we can't yeah. just go back and make more donuts. And a lot of people think we can, but we we don't have frozen product. We can't just go got to be fresh in there. So, I love it. I love yeah. it. Well, yeah, you're actually at a good uh, confluence of food there because you could have breakfast at Square Donut and get a donut, and then you could go over and see Blaine at Porky Butts and get some barbecue. <laughs> yeah. And then head over to Cow Nyao and get some Thai food for dinner. Oh, mm. Yeah. Ah, good area. Brutal. So, oh, yeah, we're just going to be super hungry here. So if you're just joining the as, as we're kind of winding down here, um, don't forget you can go check out uh, Elizabeth's book, From Scratch. They have it at Square Donut and Amazon and uh I'm seriously, I'm super excited to read this. So this is very, very cool. Thank you. Well, Elizabeth, thank you for your time. Thank you for coming here on your day. I'm going to do air quotes day off because you were working anyway. And of course, taking your time here. So Elizabeth Pooley, thank you so much for joining us. today. Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, as we say on Saturday, Omaha, I'm Dave Zorko. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye, everybody. Our show is recorded and produced by Saturday, Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email, FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com.
Thanks for listening and stay hungry. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.